Merry Christmas, and thanks for tuning in today. Before we get started, I want to remind you that if there is anything that you need prayer for, please don't hesitate to give us a call, send us an email, or submit a request online. We'd love to stand with you in prayer. Luke 2 says that there were shepherds in the field watching their sheep when an angel appeared to them. They were frightened, but the angel reassured them, saying, Don't be afraid. I bring you the most joyful news ever announced, and it's for everyone. The Savior, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today. Pastor is bringing a great Christmas message called God With Us and how the most joyful news ever announced is still ringing true today. I want to begin with a prophecy that Isaiah gave and it's quoted in the New Testament and it says, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son and you will call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. So literally, Jesus' coming is like, it is God with us. That is the good news of Christmas. Now, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about names, all right? And there's just some names I'm just really glad that none of my granddaughters have, right? In fact, I want to wreck a couple Bible names. I just want to recommend you never use for like your kids or grandkids, all right? First one for girls not to use, Jezebel. Just bad. Right, not a good name. Don't use that one. And then there was this guy in the Bible. He had five daughters. And I'm like, did you just run out of names or what? Because he called one of his daughters Hogla. And I thought, you know, they just give you an inferiority complex, an ugly complex or something, you know. Hogla. That's just a bad name. Right? Now, for guys, for boys, uh, I recommend you not use Judas. Number one, all right. And then there's, there's one other one, all right, that I want to really recommend that you do not use, and that is Ichabod. Now, now some of you are like, where is that in the Bible? I'm going to give you the story here, all right. Now, what has happened is that the Israelites and the Philistines are, they're battling again, and, and it's not going well for the Israelites. And they've been disobeying God. They've been running from God. And they think, well, this is what we'll do to make God help us. They said, we will bring the Ark of the Covenant and then God will, God will show up because the Ark is there, right? So they go into battle with the Ark and the, the, the high priest and judge is Eli. He is 99 years old. He has two sons, Hophnius and Phinehas. And, and these guys, the Bible just says that they're sons of Biel and they don't know the Lord. But yet they are carrying the Ark. And as they go into battle... The ark is captured. Hophni and Phinehas both are killed. Right? They bring back the word and the high priest, the judge, Eli, he hears, he falls over backwards and breaks his neck and dies. And when his daughter-in-law, the wife of Phinehas, who was pregnant at the time, heard because she was, she was due to deliver. It says when she heard the news that the ark of God was captured, her father-in-law and her husband was dead. She bowed herself and gave birth and her labor came, pains came upon her. And about the time of her death, the woman who stood by her said to her, do not fear for you have borne a son. But she didn't answer, nor did she regard it. And then she named the child Ichabod, saying, the glory has departed from Israel because the ark of God had been captured, because her father-in-law and her husband had died. 
And she said, the glory has departed from Israel for the ark of God had been captured. So literally, when, when, when she looks at what has just happened, she thinks this is the end. God has forsaken us. And, and literally for, for this child, she, she, here's what so often happens. We look at the situation around us and we make permanent decisions based on temporary circumstances. And that is what, what she's doing right here. She is making a declaration and she is saying the glory has departed. God is nowhere around, right? But yet the message of Christmas is Emmanuel, God with us. But she has got this Ichabod attitude, Ichabod spirit, where, you know, it's kind of like the glory has departed from my family, the glory's departed from our marriage, the glory's departed from our nation. There's no more good days, there's no more joy, there's no more peace, there's no more happiness, there's no more presence of God, there's no more blessing, there's no more abiding under the shadow of the Almighty, there's no more of the favor of God, there's no more peace on earth, goodwill towards men, there's no more he will never leave us or forsake us. Ichabod, Ichabod. Ichabod. How many of you know somebody like that? Don't raise your hand and surely don't give him a nudge. All right. But what the, what the message of Christmas is, you will call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. It's like there's two spirits. There, there's two attitudes, two worldviews. One is Ichabod. Everything's bad. God's not involved. God doesn't care. God is distant. Things are not good and things are not going to get any better. And then there is a different attitude and that's the attitude of God is with us. Ichabod sees everything as negative. The future is going to be bad. Everything's going to be oppressive. Things are hopeless. There's no faith. There's no hope. There's no dreams. There's no future. But the message of Christmas is that God is with us. Again, that angel said, this is the most joyful news that has ever been announced. And it is for everyone. Listen, God with us is for everyone not just a select few, right? But so what many people adopt that attitude of Ichabod, the glory has departed, right? That Ichabod spirit says, you know, life is getting worse. The future is bleak. There's going to be setbacks. Nothing ever works out. There's going to be no breakthrough. Things are just going to be negative. And we need to be very beware that we do not pick up that Ichabod spirit. That Ichabod attitude, those Ichabod thoughts, because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So the Bible tells us, it says, guard your heart with all diligence, because out of it flow the issues of life or spring the issues of life, some translations say. All right. Now, Jesus said it a little bit differently. Jesus said that out of your heart, you bring forth. You know, a lot of people think life just happens to them, but that is not true. Jesus said, you bring it forth out of your heart. You bring forth good or you bring forth bad. You bring forth positive, you bring forth negative, right? And some people, they're just negative. I mean, you know, they're talking about their marriage is bad, their kids are bad, their work is bad, the church is bad, everything's bad, right? And we live in that kind of a culture. 
all right? Where it's just negative all the time, all right? And we need to not give sway to that Ichabod spirit that says the joy's gone, the hope is gone, the peace is gone, faith's gone, happiness is gone, right? In fact, some people, even Christians, I'm talking about Christians, I think we could put their face on the book of Lamentation. They just, they, they, they just picture it, all right? Tomorrow is just going to be bad, all right? And many Christians have that, that defeatist, non-victorious attitude, right? But the Bible says the Christmas message is God with us. In Corinthians, it said that he'll always lead us in triumph in Christ, God with us. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace Good will towards men. That Ichabod spirit believes that God is against us. But no, the Bible says that, that there is good will from God towards men. Jeremiah said, the thoughts that I have for you are to give you a future and a hope. To do you good and not evil. All right? Now, not that we don't go through the same things. Everybody is going to face opposition. But as believers... If we believe the Christmas message, we have a different attitude. We believe that God is with us, that we're, God is going to bring us through. In Psalms 23, David said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me, right? That blessed hope for Christians, it's Jesus is coming again. That if the worst thing happens, listen, if the worst thing that could possibly happen, happen, you die, you go to heaven. Do you know if you lose, you win? That, that, that's the worst thing that can happen. And Paul said it is far better. All right? We need to have that God with us attitude. The Bible says greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. And again, not saying there's not going to be tribulation. Paul talked about this in Romans chapter 8. He said, what shall we then say to these things? If God is for us, who could be against us? He who didn't spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who can bring a charge against God's elect? It's God who justifies. Who is it who condemns? It is Christ who died. Furthermore, also risen, who is even at the right hand of God and also makes intercession for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Why? Because God is with us. He said, I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. God with us. Doesn't matter what you're facing. He is with us. In, in Hebrews it says, therefore we can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. What can man do to me? When Jesus came, he went to Nazareth, his hometown, and went to the synagogue, the Bible says, as his custom was. And I want to salute you today for being in church on Christmas morning. That is a great custom. And it was that they, they handed to him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And he opened the book or the scroll and he found the place where it's written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. 
because he's anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He sent me to announce release to captives, recovery of sight to blind, to send forth as delivered those who are oppressed, are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, broken down by calamity, to proclaim the accepted and acceptable year of the Lord. Listen, the day when salvation and the free favors of God profusely abound. That's what Jesus said. He said, this is the time when the free favors of God profusely abound. Why? Because God is with us. Right? When we go through those challenges, we're not staying there. We pass through the valley of the shadow of death. The righteous may fall seven times, but the Bible says they rise again. We don't have an Ichabod spirit. The glory has departed. God is nowhere around. We've got an Emmanuel spirit, God with us. We have the favor of God. He said he'll never lead us, leave us or forsake us. Right? We are not hopeless, purposeless. We don't listen to the devil that says life is not worth living. That's really the, the bottom of where that Ichabod spirit takes people. Your life has no purpose. Your life is not worth living. Right? But we don't have that Ichabod spirit. We have the Christmas spirit, God with us, right? And in the natural, I realize, and, and you'll see this all through the Bible, there's ups and there's downs. And in, in, in uh, 1933, just down here in uh, South Bend, Indiana, I hope that's south, I'm pointing that way, all right? I think that's, in this building, it's very confusing what direction is what. You, you know that if the first time you come here, you always lose your car, right? So, so south. South Bend, Indiana, 1933. Studebaker Incorporation uh, went into receivership. The president of Studebaker, Albert Erstein, he commits suicide. This is what he believed. He believed Ichabod. There's no future. There's no hope. Things are going to get worse and worse and worse. But you know what happened? The best days that Studebaker ever saw were still in the future. And to people look at their situation right now and they name it, they claim it, they, they make permanent decisions based on temporary circumstances. And I don't know what you're facing today, but I do know this, that God is with you, that God is for you. That there is goodwill from God towards you. God is not your problem. You turn to God, he will walk you through the valley of the shadow of death. And you do not need to fear any evil because he is with you. He is with you. He's for you. The devil tries to tell you, pull you down, you're defeated, it's hopeless, there's no purpose. That's the devil. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy and he knows if he can get that spirit on the inside of you, that he can tear you down. But it is Emmanuel, God with us. And listen, God with us is greater than Ichabod because he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. So keep your heart with all diligence. Don't let that Ichabod spirit get on you. You know, there, there's people, they walk into the room and the whole atmosphere changes. You look at them, you're like, I'm going to slip my wrist. I mean, you know, life is hard and it's disappointing and it's empty and nothing ever works out for me and things are purposeless and things are bad and they're going to get worse and I'll never be free and I'll never have a breakthrough and nothing ever works out for me. 
right? That is an Ichabod spirit. It is the exact opposite of the spirit that God wants to be on Christians. God with us. You know, I've heard a lot of Ichabod lately. People, oh, politically, Ichabod. Economy, Ichabod. Educational system, Ichabod. You know, news, NBC, ABC, woe is me. You know, you listen, you're like, ah, all right? That's not the message of the church. The message of the church is God with us. God moving through us. He said he will never leave us and never forsake us. No matter how dark it gets, the Bible says darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness or gross darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you because God is with us. David was facing opposition. Listen to this, Psalms 3. Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. I mean, we have people saying all sorts of things about our life, about our nation, about our economy, all right? But you, O Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. I call out to the Lord. He answered me from his holy mountain. I lied down. I slept. I wake again because the Lord sustained me. What's David saying? God is with me. Now, you may be facing struggles. You, know, you may be facing criticism and cynicism. All right? And pressure can be mounting. It doesn't matter what people say. They'll say, oh, you're going down. The Bible says that God is with you. And as believers that in the church, we're supposed to have a different spirit. Not the revival's over, God's not moving, the Holy Spirit isn't moving anymore. It's Emmanuel, God with us. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Listen, some of you need to inform your face, God is with us. You look like you've been baptized in pickle juice. The gospel is good news. God is with us. Right? God is with us. You know, his kingdom is coming. All right? The Bible says in Isaiah 7, and of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Now, it does not matter how dark it looks on the outside. The kingdom of God, of its increase, there will be no end. The kingdom is prospering, all right? But it's prospering where people believe that message that God is with us. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You know, something hits your life. Don't pick up that Ichabod spirit. No, pick up that God is with me spirit. God is going to see me through whatever comes my way. In the rough times, remember, Emmanuel, God with us. You know, Job went through a terrible time. He's, he's a, one of the Old Testament characters. Terrible things happened. And finally, he turned to God. He said, God, I know that you're my answer. And when he went to God, had that God with us spirit and attitude, the Bible says God turned his captivity. You know, in marriage... You, know, you need to have an Emmanuel spirit. God is with us. Not an Ichabod spirit about your marriage. The glory has departed. You know, some of you, you get married and you, you think, man, this is ideal. Man, 
But two, three years later, you're saying, this is an ordeal. But another two years pass, you're like, I got a raw deal. <laughs> and then you're looking for a new deal, all right? That, that's because you've got an Ichabod spirit. Right? You need to have an Emmanuel spirit. God with us. You did not miss God when you married that person. You didn't miss God. You just need to realize God is with you. God will walk you through, right? And, and realize this. One of the purposes of marriage is, is, is for you to grow and develop. How many of you know your spouse helps? Three people. All right. I will, I will <laughs> The Christmas story, the Christmas truth is God with us. The counterfeit that the devil puts in the world is that Ichabod spirit that God is not with you, that the glory has departed, that God is not concerned. But the angels said, peace on earth and goodwill towards men. God has goodwill towards you. And again, don't take a, a temporary situation, right, circumstance, and make that thing permanent through your declarations. As uh, Jacob and Rachel, they had uh, been with her, her father for several years, for 20 years, and they're, they're coming back to Israel. And uh, she's great with child, and they get to Ephrata which is just right outside Bethlehem. In fact, we're going to be at Rachel's tomb in about two months. We'll be standing right in the spot. And, and she's pregnant, and she begins to deliver her child. And uh, she's just having a terrible time. And this is what she says. She names him Benoni. Benoni. And this is what it means. It means the son of my sorrow. It says, but his father, Jacob, changed his name immediately. And said, his name is Benjamin, the son of my right hand. Right? When things happen in your life, you can name them. You can say, this is bad. Or you can say, God is going to show up. And literally, he became the son of his right hand. And it's also a beautiful picture of Jesus. Jesus went to the cross and he was literally the son of sorrow at that cross. But he was buried he rose again. He took a seat at the right hand of God. And today he is the son of his right hand. Listen, God's days all start with the night. You know, we, we tend to think that a day starts when the sun comes up. That's when the day starts. But God, you, you look back in Genesis chapter 1, chapter 2. It says, in the beginning, there was evening and there was day. God's days always start with the night. Got that? God's days start with the night. Because what God wants to do is he wants to take that dark situation that you're in and he wants to break through and bring you into a glorious day where the glory of the Lord shines on you. Darkness will cover the earth and gross darkness the people. The Bible says, but arise and shine because the glory of God will shine upon you. Emmanuel, God with us. Merry Christmas, everybody. Emmanuel, God with us. That is the Christmas message. Now, I hope that you're enjoying the Christmas message that we just shared with you. And before we go, I'd like to share with you the most joyful news that has ever been announced. And the, the angel said, it's for everybody. It's the story of Christ's birth. 
and I'd like us to take a look at the Gospel of Luke. One of Jesus' disciples, Luke, records Jesus' birth this way. He said, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, to a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. Don't be afraid, for God has chosen to bless you. And you will become pregnant and have a son. And you are to name him Jesus. And he will be called the Son of the Most High. Mary asked the angel, How can I have a baby? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby born to you will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. So while Mary was still a virgin, she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her fiancé, being a just man, decided to break the engagement quietly so as to not disgrace her publicly. As he considered this, he fell asleep. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child she carries has been conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you're to call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. At that time, Caesar decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. All returned to their own towns to be registered. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he and Mary went to Bethlehem in Judea. In Bethlehem, a kind innkeeper took Joseph and Mary to a lowly stable because there was no room for them in the inn. There she gave birth to a son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger. That night there were shepherds in the fields outside the village, guarding their sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. The angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for I bring you the best news ever announced, and it is for everyone. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. He's Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign to you. You will find the babe in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Go to Bethlehem and see this for yourself. Suddenly the angel was joined by a multitude from heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, on earth peace and goodwill towards men. All this happened to fulfill the Lord's message to the prophet. Behold, a virgin will conceive a child. She'll give birth to a son, and you'll call his name Emmanuel meaning God with us. That's the Christmas story. And it's important that we know the story. And notice what that angel said. He said, I'm bringing you the best news that has ever been announced, and it is for everyone. What's the best news? Well, man's greatest need was we needed someone to be our Savior. Everyone is sin. And the wages of sin is death. It's separation from God. And the best news that could ever be announced was that a Savior would come. Someone would come and pay for our sin so that we could have a relationship with God. And notice the angel said, this is for everyone. You know, what so often happens is we believe the story, but we don't do anything with what we believe. John wrote in the first chapter of his book of the gospel, he said, to as many as receive him, to them he gives the right to be the children of God. It's great that we believe the Christmas story 
is true. But it won't change your life unless you receive that message, unless you receive Jesus as the Lord of your life. And when that happens, your life changes. Jesus says the thief, the devil, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But he said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it abundantly. He wants to take the guilt and he wants to replace it with peace. He wants to give you joy. He wants to give you purpose. He wants to give you hope. He said, I've come that you might have life and have it abundantly. So the fact that we believe the Christmas story is good, but it's not enough. We need to receive that Savior that was born 2,000 years ago. We can say it like this. It does you no good that you believe that Jesus was born in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago if he has not been born in your heart. In Revelation 3.20, it says, Jesus is speaking. He said, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. And if anyone hears and opens, I will come in to him. And that's what he wants to do. He wants to come in to every one of our lives. He wants to make us brand new people on the inside. Part of that abundant life, he makes us new. And he adopts us into the family of God. You know, we've taken a look at Jesus' birth. But it really doesn't matter that Jesus was born in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago if he has not been born in your heart. The Bible says in, in John chapter 1, it says, To as many as receive him, to them he gives the right to be the children of God. And if you've never received him, although you know about him, you believe in him, but if you've never received him as your Lord and your Savior, this is for you. You need to do this. Jesus said you must be born again. So if you today say, I want Jesus born in my heart. I want everything that Jesus' birth brought for me. I want to ask you to bow your head, to pray this prayer right now from your heart. Just say, oh God, I believe that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. I believe he died on the cross. I believe his blood paid for my sins. And I believe he rose again. And today I receive him in my heart, in my life. I receive him as my Lord, as my Savior. I give him all of my heart and all of my life. I'm going to live for him every day. I thank you that Jesus came 2,000 years ago and was born in Bethlehem. And I thank you that today, Jesus has been born in my heart. And he's going to rule and reign in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you just prayed that prayer, God heard that prayer. And I want to help you keep growing spiritually. And I wrote a book I want to send you absolutely free of charge. Now, you can download the book or you can contact us and we'll send you a hard copy. If you just prayed that prayer with Pastor Dwayne, you are making one of the best decisions of your life. How awesome. We could not be happier for you. To receive a copy of Pastor's free book, you can go to walkingbyfaith.tv and request a copy of the book to be mailed to you, or you can download it right there instantly. Either way, it's absolutely free. While online, you can purchase a copy of today's message, God With Us, in the WBF store. You can also download Pastor's notes that go with this message under the On Demand page. There's so many ways to give during the holiday season. But if this ministry, Walking by Faith, has been a blessing to you, I'd like to give you a special opportunity to give back to help us changing lives with God's Word all around the world. Please just take a moment to give us a call or go online 
and make a gift this year. 100% of your gift will be used to change lives around the world. Thank you so much for your support. God bless you and have a blessed Christmas.